Congratulations! Your gift of a new day is here. Ready to live it big? You're listening to the Big Life Devotional Podcast. Now, here's Pamela to get you fired up for all God has available for you today. Well, good morning, beautiful. Welcome to a brand new day of life. Happy Thursday, my friends. Gosh, I am absolutely honored to get to be here with you today. Thank you for pressing play. Thank you for inviting me into your life. I take this very seriously. That's why I'm going to be here no matter what. Like it is going to happen. I take this time so seriously. I am so honored that you would invite me into the sacred space of your mind to let me fill you with words and thoughts and direction for today. I am honored and I am excited to share today's devotional with you. The title of today's episode of the Big Life Devotional Podcast is Your Familiar Misery. When God tells you to do something, what should you do? You should do it. But what if it doesn't make sense? What if... Honestly, you just really don't want to do what God has told you to do. Or what if what God has told you to do is hard and it's really scary? You should do it anyway. Easy to say, right? Hard to do. Right now, at this very moment, my guess is You've been asking God for guidance and direction on something. You have been seeking him. And he has been showing you the way. He has been giving you peace in one direction and discord in another. You turn on music and you hear it in the music. You listen to a sermon and boom, That is somehow what they are talking about today. You turn on a podcast and lo and behold, if that podcast doesn't say it, doors have been opened. Honey, they are not all shut. A way has been made. Maybe it's just not the easy highway you would prefer. The choice is now yours. God will not force you into his good plans for your life. He will guide you and he will direct you. He will supernaturally lead you with provisions. He will stir his spirit within you to affirm and confirm. But he will not lift your foot for you. He won't make you take the next step. But you need to know What is at risk if you aren't willing to do what God is guiding you to do? You need to know this doesn't only affect you. This affects everyone around you. This affects generations to come. Is your unwillingness to do this hard thing God is asking you to do going to affect your children? Well, let me ask you. Were you ever affected by any choices your parents made? Darn sure were, weren't you? Has your job ever been affected by the choices of the people you work with? Yes, totally. 
So what makes you think that your choices here aren't doing the same? Are you going to deal with this or are you going to pass it on down for someone else to deal with? Is this going to become the burden of your son or your daughter? Will they have to fight the battles you weren't willing to fight yourself? Will they be stuck in a place they were never meant to be stuck in because you were too scared to do what God was telling you to do? Let me ask you a question. If you're a mom, this question will cut through the layers of excuses and get right to your core. Are you ready for this? Here's the question. Would you wish this for your children? This, this dysfunction, this struggle, this problem, this unhappiness, this shame. Would you wish it upon your children? If not, then mama, you have to be the one to deal with it. God gives us an example in his word of what happens when we refuse to take the next steps he has directed us to take. The short story is our children end up suffering. Everyone around us ends up suffering. And we completely miss all the goodness God has for us. You remember the story, right? The story of Moses going to Pharaoh and demanding, let my people go. And you remember the story of Moses then leading those people through a desert with Egypt chasing after them and coming to an impassable Red Sea. And you remember God parting that Red Sea to save them and destroying those who chased them. Remember God leading the Israelites through the desert with this miraculous cloud in the sky during the day and a pillar of fire at night, showing them precisely where to go? You remember the manna that fell from heaven, providing them food to eat each day in a wasteland where there was no food? This was all for the same people. This was all about the Israelites and where God was leading them. God's provision time after time, God's guidance for every step, God's protection for every battle. It was always there. But when God told them to take the next step into the land he had promised them, and they saw the people who were already there, they grew afraid. So afraid, they refused. They refused to believe God when he said that it was theirs. They refused to believe God would really protect them again. They refused to believe that God knew what he was talking about when he said, now is the time, go. And they didn't go. They stayed. They stayed in a desert they were never meant to stay in. And they got stuck. All God had promised them, all he had aligned for them, all of his good plans in a beautiful land filled with abundance, all of that was forfeited because they just couldn't take the next step God was telling them to take. They opted for their familiar misery over the unknown promise. Does this sound strangely like your own life? Opting for 
familiar misery over an unknown promise, there's a promise over your life. A promise of plans to prosper you, not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. But when you are not willing to let go of what is and step into the unknown of where God is leading you, you forfeit it. And at some point, all of that forfeiting, all this hee-hawing around, all this delaying and doubting, and maybe next week, and maybe next time, and oh my gosh, I hope next year I can do something about this, all of that will eventually you dismiss yourself from the promise. And maybe you're okay with missing out yourself, but what about your children? What are they missing out on because you're stuck in familiar misery? Here's what God said to his beloved people who refused to trust him fully. And you got to hear this. Numbers 14, verses 22 through 24 first. It says, not one of these people will ever enter this land Mm -mm. They have all seen my glorious presence and the miraculous signs I performed both in Egypt and in the wilderness. But again and again, they have tested me by refusing to listen to my voice. They will never even see the land I swore to give them. None of those who have treated me with contempt will ever see it. And then we're going to skip to verses 29 and 30. God says, because you complained against me, every one of you who is 20 years old or older and was included in the registration will die. You will not enter and occupy the land I swore to give you. The only exceptions will be Caleb and Joshua. So what was meant to take 11 days through the wilderness to the land God had promised his people turned into 40 years of wandering in the wilderness. Their punishment for their unwillingness to do this hard thing in faith was not one of them over 20 would ever get to step foot into the goodness of the land God had aligned for them. And it would take 40 years for them to all die off, except for two, Caleb and Joshua. What would they get to do? They would get to step into the promised land. Why would they get to survive to see their promised land? Why just Caleb and Joshua? Well, if you read the story, it's because they were the two who never gave up. They never gave up hope. They were the two who stood against the crowds and had complete faith that God would do what God said he would do. There were over 2 million Israelites in this desert. Everyone over 20 years old, except for Caleb and Joshua, would die there over the next 40 years. What did this mean for everyone under 20? Have you ever thought about this? Maybe you've heard it before. Heck, I've taught on it. I don't know how many times. About all these people dying. They never got to see what God had promised them, what God had aligned for them, what he had available for them. But have you ever thought about the kids, the ones who were under 20, 
This is what God showed me today. For everyone else that was affected by this, they were stuck in a place of extreme hardship, watching everyone die for 40 years. Think about being 15 years old and your parents refused to believe that God was good enough, big enough, faithful enough, and they refused to take the next step out of where they were. So you suffer being stuck there until you're 55. That's 40 years. If you're 15 when it happened, you're stuck there till you're 55. And this wasn't your fault, but your life was greatly affected. And now we do the same to our children. When we refuse to face the hard things and trust God enough to take the next step, we not only get ourselves stuck, but we create a trap for our children. They're stuck. Would you want this for your children? No? Then do something about it. Hasn't God shown you that he can be trusted? Hasn't he always provided? Hasn't he Always made a way your survival rate so far, 100%. You know why? God, he's faithful. Then why are you paralyzed in fear and doubting his ability to do it again? God honors the one bold enough to believe he will do impossible things. He strengthens the one who is willing to give his all and hold nothing back. He supernaturally provides for the one who will go. But for the one who sits in doubt and overwhelm, they miss out. What could you be missing out on? A lifetime of promises and provision, a purpose greater than you can possibly imagine. And who could you be causing to miss out on it as well? Your entire family and everyone around you. This isn't just about you. Your choices affect others, and you know that. Maybe you've been left to clean up messes your parents weren't willing to address. Maybe you've been impacted by decisions others weren't willing to make. Maybe you've carried the weight of burdens you didn't even create. Obesity, that runs in the family until someone decides to get healthy. Poverty, that runs in the family until someone decides to find a way out of it. Abuse runs in the family until someone decides to get help. Addiction, that runs in the family until someone decides to get whole and healed. What has been running in your family for generations and it is unfair that it got passed down to you Are you going to be passing that down from here? Deuteronomy chapter 1. We're going to look at three different verses to close this out. Verse 21 says, Look, he has placed the land in front of you. Go and occupy it as the Lord has promised you. Don't be afraid. Don't be discouraged. Verse 32 But even after all he did, 
you refused to trust the Lord. Verse 26, but you rebelled against the command of the Lord your God, and you refused to go in. Are you refusing to go? Are you refusing to take the next step? Are you refusing to make that simple change? Are you refusing the help? Refusing because it's hard, it's scary, it's uncertain. Refusing to respond to the prompting of God's spirit that keeps showing up in songs and sermons and posts and podcasts. If you refuse, you will get stuck. And you not only get yourself stuck, but everyone else around you. Don't do that to them. Trust God. Trust his good plans for your life. Trust him to supernaturally strengthen and guide you. He's giving you another chance. Don't waste this. I would be honored to pray with you right now. Let's just pray together real quick. Good morning, Papa God. Thank you so much for waking us up today, for giving us a new day of life. Thank you for not giving up on us. Thank you that we're hearing this today because we are getting another opportunity, another chance. Lord, please forgive us for all the times that we have stood in fear and refused to go. We have stood in doubt and overwhelm and worry and not taken the next step that you have called us to take. Please forgive us of that. You have given us another chance here. And so, Lord, we're just saying, I don't understand it. I don't know for sure how it's going to work out, but I trust you. I lift my foot and I trust that you will guide where that foot lands. You are calling us to go. We will go. You're calling us to change. Lord, we will change. We will get help. We will reach out. We will make the hard decisions and the hard choices because we don't want this to be passed down. We will be willing to face it. We will be willing to change. We will make the hard choices, God. Thank you for the opportunity. Thank you for the strength that comes along with the decision to just trust you and follow you. Thank you for your supernatural guidance that you're going to give us along the way. Thank you for the changes you are going to make happen just because we partner with you. I'm so grateful for everyone you have brought to hear this today. Thank you for the way your spirit is moving and speaking. And I pray, God, that you wouldn't leave them alone today, that you would just keep bringing them back to this until they take that step, until they make that move, until they trust you fully. I pray for your provisions for these families, your protection over these families. Thank you so much. It is in the name of Jesus. Amen. Ah, I have loved our time together. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for inviting me into your day. I would be honored to do it again tomorrow. (laughs) I love you wildly. Have a beautiful day of life. Goodbye, my friends. You were created for a big life. We'll help you do it. Join us each weekday for a new Big Life devotional podcast. If you're ready to dive into the Big Life way of living, visit our website at biglifehq.com.